0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your DFS preview for this week's Century Tournament of Champions. That's right. For those of you who took a break during the fall, welcome back elevated event that is going to start off an unbelievable year of golf for those that did stick with me through the fall right on. And for those who have never been here before, this is a a data driven look at not only the golf course, but everybody in the field, see if we can find some trends, see if we can find some of the more interesting little nuggets to come out of this statistically for the tournament of champions, 39 different golfers in this field, no cut. It's going to be an absolute blast Lots of big things coming in 2023. We've been playing fantasy. We've been playing one and done. I've got a couple other big announcements in the works for early in the year, but a lot of great stuff coming. The first thing I want to point out, because this is not going to last very long, uh, my one and done for the new season is live and at this point it's already over halfway full uh and i have never talked about it on a dfs preview before so i imagine this is going to fill very very quickly if you've never played one and done it's it's a very simple form of getting in the action it's pretty pretty low effort you pick one golfer every single week once you use a golfer you cannot use him and depending how much money he gets that's how many points you get this is now a guaranteed one hundred dollar prize pool. Yeah, I know. Right. Pretty, pretty crazy. And it's invite only. We've got to fill this thing. And honestly, once it fills, that's it. I can't, the regulations will not let me expand this. So it's 1100 people. That's it. We're already over halfway full. $100, Hundred dollars single entry, so that everybody's on the same level playing field. Fifteen thousand dollars for first, and a flat payout structure. So fifteen for first, ten for second, seventy five hundred for third, so on and so forth. Paying out fifteen percent of the field. One hundred sixty five out of eleven 1, hundred. That final payout spot gets you one hundred twenty five bucks. Really fun way to be engaged here. And uh, if winning fifteen k, you know, isn't good enough, I'll I'll create you one of these. Right. This is a a custom championship belt. It's actually pretty heavy. It's like six or eight pounds that I've been sending out for some of these contests. I'll I'll make you a custom one. I'll send it to you. You can have the bling. You can wear wear it around your waist, put it on your wall, whatever you want to do with it. But let's get this one and done filled. It's not going to start until the Sony open. Let's just get it filled, be done with it. I don't have to talk about it anymore and we'll rock and roll into the new season. The link for that, which you need, again, invite only. You can't go searching on the internet for this. The link is in the description, sign up, get it done. Let's go. Course key stats for the plantation course at Kapalua. This is my website, rickrungood.com. Everything you see in this video is from my website. It's a giant golf database um, where you can use it for fantasy or betting or just for looking around. It's got a lot of really cool tools. You'll see those here in a second. And I'll point out um, some of the newer items that I put in during the, the very, very short off season. So you might not think of Maui and think, oh, that's an extreme, but in terms of golf courses, it is, right? I mean, it's a par 73, which is a little bit extreme. It's got these massive fairways that are literally 100 yards wide. You have a, uh, you know, large greens. And then when you look at the the course key stats, you'll see there's a lot of stats that are like, oh, you know, strokes game putting is more important here than any other course on the PGA Tour or around the green is is more important here than all but one golf course. It's just a very extreme kind of golf course. When you get only 39 golfers, it, it, it makes for some interesting things. So um, here are the takeaways with this. You do not need to be accurate driving the ball at Kapalua uh you know they're they're again just super wide fairways not even I could miss them and what's going to happen is you know distance is going to be key but even if you're not super long if you hit it to the right spot of these fairways it's going to roll another 70 or 80 yards what I do think is probably the most interesting part about it is there's a lot of elevation change and there's a lot of undulation you know there are very few flat lies on this golf course so you're constantly hitting with the ball above your feet or below your feet you know up in elevation, down in elevation. It's a lot of calculation. It's a lot of um, committing to your shot. Experience, I think, goes pretty far. There is one guy that I'm pretty interested in as an X factor who has never played here before. We'll get to him in just a second. But experience is, is, is going to go a long way. And the reason you probably see um, strokes gain putting be so important is when you get on these large greens, um, you know, most guys are hitting a ton of greens in regulation. And now it's just a battle of, who's going to putt better, who's not going to three putt, who's not going to give it away in that area. So that that's that's kind of stuff that we're looking at with the extra par five, um, who's able to take apart the fives. So we'll run a custom model at the end of the show and kind of talk through um, all of this stuff. But what I do want to do is I want to scroll down because I've been really working hard on, on this calculation. This is a course fit calculation, which this takes everything from up top all the stats that you see up top and, and how important they are compared to the tour average. Then it looks at what each golfer has done over whatever number of rounds that you want. So I've got 36 rounds listed here in here. We could go to a hundred rounds, so on and so forth. But um, it looks at how each golfer does in those areas, weighs them according to how important they are, and then spits out a number that essentially says adjusted fit. I'm only looking at the last 36 rounds, which is a pretty small sample size. And you're going to see some names that pop up, right? Tony Finau, the best adjusted course fit. He's been on fire, right? Looking back to the end of last year, it's just been bonkers stuff. Um, So no surprise to see him pop up here. Tom Kim as well, right? He had two wins from the Wyndham Championship and then added another one in the fall uh, here in Las Vegas. So he's already got two wins. Tom Hoagie, we're going to talk about him. When we get to the $6,500 range, we're going to talk about him. Will Zalatoris, who's back first start back from the injury that sidelined him um, during the playoffs last year and then the entirety of the fall. And then Sung uh, Sung Jay, as I mentioned, is the is the fifth guy here. So these five are the best adjusted course fits. Their strengths compared to what is going to be required at this golf course. Put it all together in, in a short term and you get your adjusted fit. If you go if you go longer, if you go like 50 rounds or maybe even 100 rounds or even 200 rounds, you know, you're probably going to see like John Rom fly up the board here. Um, in just a... Sa- yeah, okay. So actually, John Rom got worse. Aaron Wise got a little bit better. Let's do a hundred rounds. Let's try to make this a little bit, a little bit bigger here. Yeah. So John Rahm checks in five point six. That would be tops in the field with Tony Fee now. Rory McElroy is not playing this event. Um, so as we go to the cheat sheet, th- it was it was so bizarre what what DraftKings did. Right. You know we we've had a month basically or three weeks from. The last like real DraftKings event, and from uh, the last event of the fall swing, the RSM Classic, or even I guess you could say the Hero World Challenge, because that was really early December. And instead of waiting for the official field to come out, uh, which happens at fr- Friday at five o'clock, for all of those of you who don't know, the field is finalized, or not finalized, but it's announced, it's official. Uh, the week before the tournament on Friday at 5 p.m. So we've had a month. And instead of DraftKings waiting until Friday at 5, they posted salaries Friday at 4. Wait one more hour. You've been waiting three weeks, three and a half weeks. So they originally had Rory McIlroy in the pricing, $10,500. I've removed him for our purposes. He's not playing. Him and Shane Lowry are the only two golfers that... um, Uh, are eligible to play this event that are not playing it the other 39 all here they also did not have Colin Morikawa in the field they didn't have Cam Young in the field those guys have since been added I've since added them so just kind of a bizarre way to start the year so only two golfers over ten thousand dollars here it's it's Scotty Scheffler it is John Rahm let me try to get you up to speed with what these guys have been doing especially if you haven't been paying attention over the course of uh you know the last couple of of weeks uh, or even months if you if you kind of took the fall off, trying to figure out what the status of these two of these two golfers are? Um, John Rahm is coming in in excellent form, right? He won twice, both on the European Tour, the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. He won in mid-November. Two starts before that, he won the the Spanish Open. So his final five events of 2022 were two wins, a runner-up finish, a fourth, and a T eight. Now that T eight was at the Hero World Challenge, where there was only 20 golfers, but he still gained strokes to the field. Still a very good. Um, You know, high upside golfer. I think we are on the verge of something pretty special for John Rahm. If you go back just a little bit, you can see the 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 aspects of his game that he really struggled with uh, to start off in 2022, which only led to to one season victory for him. And then he got a couple at the end of the year. He he really struggled in the short game. Didn't putt well at all. Well, now you go and look at what he's done recently. Well, he's gained seven strokes or more, three times putting this is, in his last five starts. The short game is stout. He's the best driver of the golf ball on the planet. I I think we're about to get a really big ROM year. Um, You look at what he's done at Kapalua, two runner-up finishes in his last five trips, no worse than 10th place in any of those years usually between 30 and 40 golfers. So that's kind of what you're getting. I mean, it's just absolutely, um, absolutely great stuff. Scotty Scheffler, as much as I love Scheffler. And again, I I think he's also in for a, a pretty sizable year. There are still these just lingering putting concerns. Uh, the, the, the huge difference from Scotty when he was winning four events in six starts or whatever it was at the start of the year from, from Phoenix to uh, the masters, he was just putting the ball beautifully. And he, he is so far off from that. Now he's actually lost strokes putting in seven of his last eight measured events. um, Now, the good news is he still puts up results. So if we get to Wednesday, and we've got a live chat on Wednesday, and it's 3 p.m. Eastern time here on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel, and Mike Cavalunis is back again to do the ownership projections for this year. If we got to Wednesday and saw that there was a, a ton of steam coming in on John Rahm, let's say he's going to be 33% owned, and Scotty Scheffler was like 16 We'd we'd move to Scotty, right? As good as John Rahm has been, Scheffler from T to Green's been phenomenal. You give him a couple weeks off, he's probably gonna figure it out. The hero world challenge didn't even play particularly well, didn't putt particularly well. Um, ends up finishing second there. Like we're we're so close to another Scotty Scheffler victory. It's just it's gonna be a week where he gains one and a half strokes putting. That's how good the rest of his game has been. Let me put a bow on a couple of other um, Scotty Scheffler items. So this is the last thirty-six rounds here from T to Green. He's the fourth best player in this field over the last thirty-six. It's Finault, it's Tom Kim. Those guys both won multiple times at the end of the year. Will Zalatoris, that goes back obviously, uh, to before the playoffs. That includes a victory. Scotty Scheffler's last 36. Uh, that doesn't include a victory, right? I mean, President's Cup, that's gonna list that's gonna be listed as a one on his sheet, but that that does not include a victory. He, it's coming. Um, the other thing worth, and you can see it, right? He's losing a half a stroke, uh, putting. He's losing nearly another half a stroke, uh, or excuse me, he's losing a half a stroke putting. He's losing a half stroke, stroke, um, in total in the short game categories. The other thing and this is this is new here on rickrungood.com for this year. So this is um underneath the fantasy tab on power rankings, you can get opportunities, opportunities gained and plus opportunities and plus opportunities gained. So this is a very telling stat. This is um a, an opportunity is whether you have a birdie putt 15 feet or shorter. Uh it doesn't matter if you make it or not. Just did you give yourself enough opportunities, right? And the the idea being, hey, Putting is pretty volatile. You just got to give yourself as many chances as possible. So, uh, an opportunity is uh, 15 feet or in. A plus opportunity, that's 10 feet are in. These are the ones, like, if you start piling these up, it's, it's really, really scary stuff. Last 36 rounds, again, no wins here. Scotty Scheffler has gained more plus opportunities uh, than anybody else in this field. And you'll know, you'll be like, Rick, it says Hoagie has four plus opportunities per round but scotty only has 3.83 well scotty's played in a lot more difficult events right so he is gaining to the field you know if everybody has six plus opportunities in a single round and you have five yeah five's a lot but you lost so that's it's accurate um so scotty scheffler i'm saying I'm, i'm building this 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 story here and showing you the data that says he is so close to victory That it's scary. All the metrics are there. It is just not trophies that have come in the last half of 2022. That seems like it's coming at any moment. Now, the most expensive golfer on the slate. Hopefully, John Rahm catches a lot of that steam. Um, Justin Thomas is certainly going to catch a lot of that steam, right? JT is just, you know, the. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say like the core guy around here. Let me pull up his history around Kapalua. Seven trips for JT, a victory in 2017, a victory in 2020, two third place finishes in 19 and 21, and then a T5 in last year's uh century tournament of champions. So that is in five of his last six fifth place finishes or better, two of them victories. Um, so it's just obviously. Stellar stuff. So, what is he doing coming in? You know, Justin Thomas got a major championship victory in 2022, but it still kind of felt a little disappointing, didn't it? Just because when you're JT, you want to win some other events. Played well at the Hero World Challenge, finished finished fifth there. Started to get it going a little bit at the at the Tour Championship. The putter is a big time question mark. Like let's let's be real about that. Um, I I think it's I think it's clear that he has he has struggled with the putter, but he you know where he does not necessarily struggle with the putter or struggle in general is Hawaii. So let me pull up the Holy grail here and we'll just plug in. um, Let's go last five years for everybody in this field. And we'll say either the century tournament of champions or the Sony open, the two events that we get played. Uh, get played annually here in Hawaii and and in back-to-back weeks. Here's Justin Thomas in Hawaii. So everybody in this field at both the Century Tournament of Champions and the Sony Open, the two events annually that are held um, in Hawaii back-to-back weeks. We're gonna to go to Sony next week. JT is the tiniest of positive putters, which is really kind of all he has to be. And we've seen a couple of, of years where he's just gone nuts and gained, you know, seven strokes with the flat stick, four and a half with the flat stick. So that that's what we're looking for out of JT. If he if he puts well, he's gonna be in contention this week. The rest of the 9K range really fascinating, right? Um, there seems to be this bizarre narrative around Colin Morikawa that he struggles. People don't think he's going to have a very good year. I, I do not get this. Um, you know, we know how much he struggled by his own standards, his own standards last year. He, you know, he 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 ab- had to abandon the cut. He was trying to hit a draw at the US Open. We know all of this stuff, right? He was still like third in strokes gained approach. And this style of play, where he can lose six strokes with the putter, gain five. He's going to win a lot like that. That's how you win golf tournaments. So I'm not on board with this with this narrative about um, like he's he's going to have this bad year. The, the X factor that I referenced earlier uh, in the nine K range is is Matt Fitzpatrick. So Matt Fitzpatrick. Has not only never played the Century Tournament Champions, he's, he's also never played the Sony Open. So we've got like no Hawaiian rounds for, for Matt Fitzpatrick. But what he has done over the course of the last year is absolutely splendid. He's now a monster off the tee. He drives it much longer than before. It's straight. He puts it beautifully. His iron play, it's just stout all over the place. And he played a lot since the Tour Championship, right? So if you're coming back and you're like, oh, what's Matt Fitzpatrick been up to? More great play. So he finished runner-up at the Italian Open. The Alfred Dunhill-Links Championship, he had a top 25 there. That's a very strong event. He gained seven strokes in the field that week. The uh, PGA Tour, the, the CJ Cup, he finished T13. He finished fifth at the DP World uh, World Tour Championship in Dubai. Like, I, I, I imagine this 9K range will get a lot of love For JT, you'll get a lot of love for Xander, who's won this event and should have won it again and, um, you know, dominates these no-cut events. You'll get a lot of love for Tony Finau. Talk about him in a second, as there should be. You'll go down to the next tier and you'll see, oh, Will Zalatouris is back. I haven't played Will Zalatouris since Memphis or whatever. Like, oh, I can't wait to play it. Matt Fitzpatrick's your forgotten guy here, right? It certainly feels that way. Let's look at his fantasy metrics because um, that's the game we're playing. So I put this new little tool together on the fantasy embedding tab on the golfer profiles where you can see the percentile finish. So basically, um, this this eliminates the idea of having to say, oh, he scored 100 fantasy points, which you know at a US Open is amazing at uh the century tournament champions like it's not that cool it's not that good and it eliminates like oh he finished 6th but it was only an 18 player field versus finishing 6th in 142 so it just says of everybody in the in the in the field like what percentile of fantasy points did you finish in it's very very simple i've been saying if you finish over if you finish in the 90th percentile or above that's like a star week that's you you were a star you finished in the higher end you won people a lot of money. If you finish below 50%, uh, you were uh, a scrub, stars and scrubs. That's how we're doing it. So look at, look at Matt Fitzpatrick this is him living so these two these two gray line this is 80 80th percentile and this is the 100th percentile he is just living in this 90th percentile these are his last 25 starts and you can even see you know dp world tour championship he finished in the in the 90th percentile this is that uh italian open he finished in the 98th percentile that was a much larger field there here was the cj cup that t13 that t13 was the 83rd percentile of fantasy points so really really strong stuff rarely does he disappoint and finish below that 50th percentile he did it at the hero World Challenge at his most recent start, but he's just living in this upper echelon, which is just a a really good sign of of things to come. And then, you know, Tony Finau, um, basically, however, you want to start splitting the strokes gain metrics over the course of the last uh, 12, 24, 36, even 50 rounds, you're going to just see Tony Finau's name at the top of the board a lot. If you go to the Trends tool, he is even a a, a full stroke per round better than his own 100-round baseline. He's just so absolutely scorching hot right now that you're going to see his name pop up um seemingly in every single way the eight thousand dollar range is uh, just amazingly fascinating right you've got a bunch of guys here some of them are uh really strong options you know Victor Hovland coming off a victory at the Hero World Challenge. Wolves Al-Torres is technically coming off a victory. He did withdraw from, I believe it was the BMW Championship. So he won in Memphis, withdrew from the BMW Championship. It was that long ago, but the last event he completed, he won. And then you've got a lot of young, high upside golfers. And I want to focus on upside for a second because, again, this is new. If you go to the power rankings, I've loaded in the strokes gain distribution. This shows you, however many rounds you want, you plug it in, how often that golfer gains strokes to the field gains one or more stroke, two or more, three or more, four or more or five or more. And This is an upside tool, a ceiling tool, a floor tool, whatever you want to call it. And the two guys here in this 8k range that are really really high upside golfers are Tom Kim and Will Zalatoris. So you'll see they are both over the last 36 rounds, they have gained five or more strokes to the field. That is an absolute ton 11% of the time. The other names that they are that they are are with here Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, John Romp. There's also Adam Scott and Sahith. Talk about them in a second. But like, this is an upside tool, and you can see the differences, right? I mean, Tom Kim gains five or more strokes in eleven percent of his rounds. So does Sahith Tagala. But Sahith only actually gains strokes at all, any of them, in like a little more than half of his rounds, fifty-eight percent. Tom Kim does it in eighty-three percent. So Sahith, when we get down to the seventy-three hundred dollar range, if you're looking for someone who is boom or bust, that's your guy that's your guy Now, those other guys that are constantly gaining strokes to the field are constantly gaining one stroke to the field but they're not gaining three four or five we can point some of those guys out in a second but if you're looking for upside out of this eight thousand dollar range it's pretty clear where it lies it, it lies with tom kim it lies with will Zalatoris. now when you go and look at some of the other uh, metrics here, this is nice to be able to flip flip back and forth on this. And you look at guys in the 8K range. So um, Sung Jay is also here, but Tom Kim checks a lot of these boxes. You know, you don't have to be long. You don't. It's good to be long, but you don't have to be if you're hitting the right sides of the fairway. And then if you can putt, because we talked about those large greens, I could see a path for Tom Kim to find a lot of success here, um, plus the upside. I will find out later in the week what that ownership is going to look like, but I see a pretty strong case building for for Tom Kim at the moment. I'm really interested to see what the industry does with Jordan Spieth. He's 8200 or eighty. He's 8200 dollars, and I think I said this at the Hero World Challenge. I would not be surprised to see Jordan Spieth win. I would not be surprised to see him finish dead last. And I think if we're gonna give so. Uh, Jordan Spieth also struggling with the putter, which is which is obviously very very rare. He's coming off, um, I think, pretty clearly the worst putting. Yeah, I mean, he's in like the worst putting stretch of his of his career. If we're gonna give Scotty Scheffler a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that he's gonna kind of take three or four weeks and fix that, you got to give some level of of um, credence to, to to Jordan Spieth in the same way. And if he does, it's scary stuff because if you look at what uh he's done at this event it's kind of similar to what he's done in albany right it's a it's it's a win it's a runner-up finish and then it's like oh i finished t21 last year that wasn't particularly good he lost a stroke to the field this is your volatile guy right and if you go and you actually look at his um look at his splits you'll see gains five or more strokes to the field 10 percent of the time it's a lot it's it's really a lot this is over his last 100 rounds so um high upside very low floor, interested to see what the industry does with him. You know who loves coastal courses? You know who uh, is fresh off a successful title defense? You know who's being priced. At what, $8,500, you know who is leading this entire field in fantasy points gained over the course of the last 36 rounds. You know of a golfer who was trending in the right direction before that victory at the Hero World Challenge with a good finish in, in Dubai, a, a close call in a title defense in Mayakoba, a couple of good starts before that. Yeah, it, it's obviously Victor Hovland, right? Um, th- This is, so think about uh, St. Andrews, and in no way am I comparing the plantation course at Kapalua to the old course at St. Andrews. But let's look back statistically at what Victor did there. Um, obviously, he was in the mix, right? He was in the final group on Sunday with Rory McElroy. He gained four strokes around the green. Why? Um, well, massive greens at St. Andrews, right? They've a lot of, some of them are double greens and you, you just, they're hard to miss, especially when you're a a caliber of ball striker like Victor Hovland is. And then if you miss them, you can putt. Well, these are big greens too, right? So if we can apply similar logic to saying, uh, Victor's going to lose strokes around the green in, in to his peers in most situations. When you give him lar- these large greens that he cannot miss and he gets to use the putter a lot and he does not have to worry about all this other stuff, it, it becomes very, very interesting. We know he plays well in the wind. We know he plays well at, at coastal courses. We know that when he shows up at a golf course, he takes it very, very seriously, right? You know, you look at the Hero World Challenge, you look at some of these other events. God, some of these guys use those for family vacations or like... Hey, I want, I'm here to the tournament of champions because I won last year. I'm proud of that. I'm gonna take this as a victory lap. He doesn't do that. Like he's on the grind, right? He was in. He was there. Um, he was already at Capelo. Today is uh, it's Saturday. He was already there Friday, yesterday. So I mean, it's like he's gonna get plenty of plenty of reps in. I I I think this is a great place, price price um, for Victor here. Okay, seven K range. Let's let's keep rocking. Future Rick here. Just want to take a second to invite you into our private group on Brothrow. Brothrow is something that I've gotten super into over the course of the past couple of weeks because it solves a huge problem in our community. It is a peer-to-peer betting community where I can throw out a bet, or you can throw out a bet on basically any sport, any wager that you like, and someone else can accept it and then settle up via Cash App, Venmo, or a variety of other ways, and the whole thing is vig free that's right no vig no juice uh everything is is pure so those extra percentage points that you get back from the vig certainly go a long way it's invite only right now but we have a private community a private Rick Run good group that uh I'll invite you to there's a link in the description or you can go to brothrow.com/rick and get access uh to that group and then you can start wagering with people that you know from the community For example, I've got a $4 bet out with Paul on an NHL game, a $15 wager with Andy on the Rockets and Bucks. I've got Monday night and Sunday night football action, and it's just a really cool way uh, for me to stay interested, for me to stay engaged in a lot of other sports, and I don't have to worry about paying juice. I can just kind of wager with friends. Uh, The good part about this, it's not a sports book, right? So this is available in all 50 states. There is no no fee to sign up. And because we have this private little community, you're basically just wagering against people uh, that are Rick Run Gooders or a Run Gooder. So uh, it's been really fun. It's been really cool. We've got a a couple of dozen guys already in the group. Uh, I encourage you to join because the bigger we get that group the more wagers that are going to be out there the more um the more things that we can do and we can do it all juice free we can do it all vig free so the bigger the better uh there's a link in the description it's bro slash rick Th- this is the clear drop off okay so no offense to these guys uh they're all great players i'd love i'd love all their games but look at the names in the eight thousand dollar range will Zalatouris, Max Maxoma victor hovland sung jm sam burns uh jordan spieth Hideki matsuyama even brian Har- harman who's been amazing Look at the names in the 7k range. Um Keegan Bradley, Aaron Wise, Sahif Tagalo, K. H. Lee. right? No 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 offense to these guys. They're they're great or whatever, but it's a clear drop off. So, going back to the conversation we were having earlier, maybe looking for upside is what you want here, right? You're you're guaranteed uh four rounds. So, if we look at the upside in the 7k range, well, last is, is 36 and should we do like 50 rounds? Should should we do like the last 50 rounds? Maybe that'll be a little bit, a little bit better here. So last 50 rounds of guys in the 7K range, Adam Scott is gaining five or more strokes to the field in 10% of his rounds, same as K. H. Lee. Keegan's up there as well, eight percent. We saw Sahith was up there. Even more recently, uh, he's doing even better than this. That's at eight percent. The guys that you that you don't find upside out of in the 7K range, like Sepp Straka, has gained five or more strokes to the field in just seven, or excuse me, in just two percent of his rounds in the last 50. What's that? Four total rounds. Um, No, one total round. Sorry. And then, um, you know, like Aaron Wise, as much as I love Aaron Wise, Aaron Wise has been phenomenal. Look at the difference here. Aaron Wise gains strokes to the field 74% of the time, but only gets to 5-plus 2% of the time. Sep Straka gets to 5-plus 2% of the time and only gains strokes to the field 46% of the time. It's crazy. So Aaron Wise, your high-floor, low-ceiling golfer, and then you get, like, Sahith, who is your high ceiling, low floor golfer, right? So kind of you got you gotta decide what you're looking for in this range. The other interesting name here is is Seamus Power, who just finished the last se- or last season in, in a flurry, right? I mean he struggled, really struggled from the US Open to uh, into the fall, and then he wins in Bermuda, finishes T3 in Mayakoba, T5 at the RSM Classic. You wonder if he's going to be able to keep that going right over the course of a break, but man, you'd expect confidence confidence to be um, pretty high, and then you look at some of these other names here, and you're not catching a um, a ton of excitement from from the rest of them. 6K range, and then we'll run a model here, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so there's, first of all, not a lot of experience. Um, this is three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 golfers uh, in the last five years. So 50 opportunities to play this event. There's only been three appearances in total. Uh, none of them in the last five years have more than one. And the best finish is JT Poston's 11th in 2020. So we are, we are lacking Kapalua experience here. There is one name to me that really stands out. And then there's another name that, um, I think I'm just bullish on kind of longer term. So the one that stands out biggest is, is, is Tom Hoagie for a lot of reasons, right? Let's, let's go to the power rankings here. Uh We'll go back to the fantasy tab. I've got the last 50 rounds up. I don't know if it will pop up here, but I know the last 36, it was pretty good too. Yeah. So last 50 rounds, Hoagie's a, 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 a dartist. Holy shit. Did I just coin that like a dart artist, a dartist? Is that Someone tell me if we've ever used that before. Um, dollars has gained more plus opportunities than anyone in this field but Scotty Scheffler, and has gained more opportunities than anyone in this field. Those are those are Birdie putts within 15 feet, Birdie putts within 10 feet. Now you're like, well, Rick, why like, well, why isn't he why isn't he winning? Well, I mean, he's not. He's not putting it well, right? That that's kind of that's kind of the weakness here. So um, if we find where is my guy? Oh yeah, I, I sh- let me just sort by salary so I can find him quickly here. Um, you can see, you know, uh, I mean he's he's losing strokes in the short game categories. He's a, he's a, a third of a stroke down around the green and just a quarter of a stroke um, with the putter. And that does not necessarily mean you know you can gain strokes putting on. A bogey putt, for example, or a par putt, for example, but it's those birdie putts that are not not dropping for him. So he actually hasn't even been a bad putter and he's got the opportunities to show for it. Um, and he did, he had some good finishes, right? Like, don't get me wrong, he's such a great wedge player, and you gotta be able to like th- if there if there's no wind and this thing lays down, it's it's gonna be, you know, we've seen like mid-20s under par. I think Jordan Sweet got to, like 31 years. Like you're gonna see some low numbers. And Hoagie struggled, right? He missed the cut at the RSM Classic. He missed the cut on the number at Mayakoba. But before that, it was one, two, three, four, five straight top 15s. Maybe he got tired. He played a heck of a lot in in the fall. Maybe that was just the end of the season. and He got tired and now he's rejuvenated. But that that's the one that stands out to me kind of in a big way when you have those metrics. And then Mac Hughes, who I don't think is a particularly great fit um, for this golf course, uh, not super. I, I'm just kind of bullish on him more longer term, right? He got the win at the Sanderson Farms. Uh, played well in the fall with a T23 at the Zozo and a T16 in Houston. He actually um gained strokes at the RSM Classic and missed the cut. That's because they have the course rotation, so it's actually like a little bit of a like a BS missed cut. He shouldn't have, right? He should. It was fine and. When he gets going, he can roll the rock. We know these are big greens. We know you're going to be able to do that. Um, you know his lack of lack of distance is like not great, but create kind of creative little guy. And um, I like the way point. I, I think he's I think he's going to have a, a pretty a pretty decent year. And and I should note, I mean, Adam Svensson's fresh off. Um, Fresh off victory at the RSM Classic, so I mean, like th- those are the three that if I if I have to play anybody down here, it's it's going to be those guys. Let's run a model. Wow, the Rick run good custom model. If you missed the fall, you haven't even seen the new version of this. It's pretty crazy. You can do a lot of different things now. So let's get our ducks in a row. What do we want to do? Let's do. Oh boy, man, I haven't done this in a couple weeks. Let me think about this. Okay, so what do we know? Um, distance is better than not having it. Uh, approach and putting important. Uh, we could do a little bit of course history. All right, so let's do this. Let's do wait, let's do the mixed strokes game, and let's say uh, longer term putting, right? Like longer term putting. So we'll put fifteen on on strokes game putting over the last one hundred rounds. We will put um, strokes game approach more recent, last thirty six. We'll put fifteen there. We will also put uh, so about. 15 on driving distance, and we will put, oh boy, let's do, we got to go par five, strokes gain par five. There's a lot of them. Let's put 10 on that. Let's get some course history around Kapalua. So let's say uh, Kapalua Plantation. Let's put 15 on Kapalua Plantation, strokes gained here, and then we'll go. Uh, we'll also go easy golf courses for 10. You know, we could also do like some of these other seaside courses. Like you could put five on Grand Reserve. You could put five on Corrales. Could you even put five on like Pebble? I'm just trying to think of things that are like going to be affected by wind and by sea. Like you could do Sea Island, right? Just kind of mixing it up. Like it's, listen, it's Saturday. Um, when we get to like the Wednesday live chat, I'm I'm certainly like, I'm probably going to mix this up and, and change it around, but just for kicks and giggles, Patrick Cantlay is my number one golfer. Um, then Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Jay Im. there's Seamus. So Seamus gets a pretty big boost from, um, you know, sea Island strokes gained. He gets a pretty big boost from, uh, pebble strokes gained. He gets a pretty big boost from his, from his play as of, as of late. Uh, Burns is number seven, Adam Scott, number eight, Adam Scott, high upside golfer. If I want to build lineups like that, pretty good. Xander nine, Scotty Scheffler 10. Uh, we will definitely do this again later in the week. I just want to kind of get a feel for it here, but yeah, that's, that's, that's a comfy way to start. All right, that'll do it. Um, go get in the one and done. It's going to fill very, very quickly. It's a hundred dollars. It's single entry. You can win 15 grand. You can win a championship belt. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to fill and I cannot expand it. I apologize in advance. Um, If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, it's called the Run Good Rundown. It's completely free. I usually send it Wednesday mornings with just a bunch of stats and nuggets and things that come up throughout the week with my research. My goal for this year is to actually do it twice. Um, I'm going to send it kind of probably Monday morning with more of like a recap of the previous week, what worked, what didn't, uh, something that I think is kind of lacking. And then also the regular Wednesday, Wednesday morning stats and stuff looking ahead. So that's my goal for this year. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that. There's a link in the description or on the homepage of rickrungood.com. There's a, there's a box that you can put your email in. Absolutely free. I just send you stuff that, kind of hits the cutting room floor uh, over the course of my research process. And I can send you messages there and tell you when stuff goes live and new stuff. And it's just an easy way to communicate. And I can put my thoughts in in one spot. So lots of great things coming. Really excited for 2023. Excited to share it with you. Tweet me at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. Best of luck and talk to you guys soon.